truck and hit the road Our land is our home Welcome back, Arlanders. Today we're going to switch things up yet again. Uh, Kingston is busy man, busy man. I think I don't know what he's doing. He might have been filming some Red Ark stuff, but... Uh, so today we're going to bring on another guest. Today it's a little bit more of like a fun, laid back podcast, which I feel like they always are. Um, but we have my buddy Mitchell here. Say what up, dude? What's going on, fellas? <laughs> <laughs> buddy Mitchell and I, we grew up together, uh, childhood homie. And uh, he's fresh to the, I would say, overlanding scene. He just bought a GMC Sierra 1500 and we kitted out with a front runner rack, threw some Bilsteins, threw some all-terrain, some lights from KC pretty sick but he's down with the cooking which is fucking awesome because everyone likes a good meal at camp wouldn't be where i am without a easy supplies building out my rig that's when i sick. say building it out i literally left it at his house for <laughs> yeah. five weeks it turned out sick though dude stoked on it man yeah i mean couldn't have left it in better hands really <laughs> all i had to do was show up and it was boom gone dude. on the trail yeah you left me you brought back some presents too some tequila that's right that's always gotta that's what's up. Gift the people that hook you up. <laughs> hey, what was your favorite part on the the build though? I feel like you did the lights, the rack, the shocks. What's like the most useful you would say so you far? You'll never guess. The lights, huh? Nope. Actually, the lights did come in super clutch in Baja. Yeah. And I was super stoked. That was like the first time I used them. Uh-huh. <clears throat> you know, waking up, we did a fishing trip down there. Uh-huh. Four in the morning, dark, down a pretty long baja dirt road uh-huh that was like the first time i used them would do without them i couldn't have made it out you know I mean, there's they're low-key clutch yeah huh? they came in super clutch yeah. but what what looks the best okay is the antenna swap that you did <laughs> <laughs> dude that those little details huh dude it was the little little details and the little details yeah yeah <laughs> Cause I remember you saying you're like, "Hey, I'm gonna hook you up with the antenna." I was like, "Man, do I really need that?" No. But man, it doesn't make a difference. So just aesthetically, all across the board, you that's, know. That's what I'm saying. I feel like when you start doing stuff to your truck, the little things make the biggest difference. Absolutely. Um, but yeah, that thing's been sick. I like when you did it. The first trip you took it up to was the 395. I think you went to Mammoth, no? Yeah, we went to Mammoth. Um, stayed at a one of those lakes up there. Uh, and drawing a blank on it you don't have to say it but it's up it's up to 395 right yeah yeah mammoth area super cool but i mean you know that was just a highway mob but yeah the next trip was down to bay of la with it and, and that was clutch. that really put it to the test you know yep oh then you got the max tracks remember because then we we're talking yeah, about recovery got the max gear. track mounts put those on with yeah. the shovel mount you yeah. know just in case we get the shovel did you leave this do you leave a shovel up there or you took that shit off no i left it up there is it up right now yeah Okay. I don't leave the shovel on. No, there. no, the shovel you take off and the max tracks you take off. Yeah, right? yeah, I don't leave it on my truck all yeah. the time. Mitchell, you do. Um, well, you did when you, we first built it out. You do like a, your occupation is what like three weeks off, three weeks on, or something like that. I used to be five weeks on, five weeks off. That's heavy, but that you on. liked it though. I did like it. Yeah. Where did you? Uh, for anyone, I don't. I mean, I always butcher it when I tell people what you do for a living. But what is it? I was working offshore in Hawaii uh-huh. uh, with a fairly big company, and uh, we did all the fuel transportation in Hawaii. Yeah. So, you know, if if you ever went to Maui, Kauai, Big Island, you know, and chances are your jet fuel got 
delivered by one of you guys. Chiboy Diesel. Over here. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So <laughs> at the over- <laughs> say a little prayer before you hop on those flights. <laughs> yeah, that was because uh, it's tugboat style. So you're t- you're tugging yeah, those was, barges all over the yeah, water. Yeah, it's tugging barge operation. Yeah, but you're back here. You're back in. Are you working at San Pedro or is it? Yeah, Long back Beach? here in Port of LA, Long Beach. Yeah, got a new gig. Just trying to adjust right now. Yeah, that's good. Yeah, that's but that's why that job came in clutch because if you would have you know, let's say the five weeks on, you can guarantee yourself four weeks off to go do a f- sick trip somewhere. Yeah. And that's, you know, I'm working a different schedule. It's like four days on, four days off right now. And that's the biggest thing I missed was having those chunks of block, you know, time, time. off to be able to go, you know, for a week, you know, down to Baja or no ties. go up to 395, you know, and, yeah. and not get a phone call from anybody and be, have no worries being out of cell service. That is know? the bomb, dude. Which that's the beauty of, going overlanding right you know just getting off the grid and not having to worry and for sure and it's, then it's definitely a nice little escape and yeah and especially when you have your truck dialed in like dude you would be able to dip out if you have everything prepared for like you know four yeah. days off the grid for a little bit and not have to worry about anyone calling you definitely that's uh that's a vibe so that was your introduction to the whole the whole lifestyle you were car camping and stuff before out of the camper shell which you still camp out of the camper shell I do still camp out of the camper shell, yeah. And this is my first truck huh? with a camper shell. I always had that little Dodge Dakota with Dude. a had a little little lid on it. You know? <laughs> it had the flat lid. Man, that thing was like the biggest buzzkill sometimes. <laughs> yeah, that was rough, dude. I um always wanted a shell, saw all my boys camping in the shells, and it's easy. Yeah, it's, it's literally super the easy. easiest thing. I, like I took the rooftop tent off the truck and threw it on the van because. Camper shell camping is honestly the most realistic, quickest way to camp. And it's comfort. It's super comfy. It's It keeps you ready to go. Yeah. You know, like, and I'm a big fan of, oh, if boom, 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 like, get up and go. You know, you could just close the back <laughs> and, and dip out. Boom, gone. Moco style. But dude. I've never camped in a in a camper or a tent on top of a shell, you know, yeah. or, any, or vice versa, anything like that. Yeah. But um, definitely a big fan. That's what I'm saying, dude. All right, I think we've been wanting to. It's tough because with Kingston, like Homie is literally the most simple, simple eater when we're out camping. So he never has like recipes to drop, you know. And uh, every time I go camping, I like to bring a bunch of shit and like have fun cooking out there. Because dude, literally the best feeling ever is just chilling with your truck, firing up the grill, something absolutely. super fire with some beer, and just chill. You know, that's a big part of camping, in my opinion. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. So okay, if you don't, if you were at the Overland Swap back in i think october yeah october mitchell was there under the pseudonyme diesel marine or just diesel i guess right diesel marine Di- <laughs> that's his yeah, handle diesel. diesel and he was whipping up some fire burgers dude ah dude don't hide me up dude that was everyone was first time i've ever done something like that so hopefully you're gonna be back for overland swap number two dude yeah i would like to well um we definitely learned a lot at the last one. For sure. And we will definitely do things differently. Yeah. And have it more proper. Yeah. You know? But um That little Blackstone grill was f- so clutch. Yeah, first time cooking on one of those. I'm I'm sold on those. Those are big vibe. Yeah. The um so we're gonna take a couple like we have really no I would say he literally walked in the garage. I'm like, yo, want to shoot a podcast? He's like, fuck yeah, let's do it. Yeah, give me a beer. I'll do it. <laughs> yeah, drink some beers and hop on the podcast. So it's pretty loosey-goosey. But for sure, we just talked about the Overland Swap. In um, January 16th is the next one. Hopefully, uh, Diesel will be there whipping up burgers. If not, it's going to be a super good one yet again. So, Dude, I was 
very surprised. See, well, dude? I, I don't know if surprise is the right word, but there was a big turnout. And uh, we, we yeah, hit me with that. <laughs> I don't know which one that one is. I think it's this one. Yeah. <laughs> That's sick, huh? Yeah, that was a good turnout, dude. Oh, bro, it's huge, yeah. man. And and I didn't even leave, you know, <clears throat> like I said, learned a lot behind the grill and like cooking for all that. Didn't really have time to poke around. But, dude, I mean, the whole alley down to that powder coat shop and back, it was cranking. Dude, it was cranking. That's what I'm saying. It was sick. Um, okay, so Super cool to see. Met a lot of cool people. Yeah, you did. Yeah. You met a lot of the brands that you rep too. Yep, absolutely. We'll, we'll see if Rigid can make it out to the next one for like lights and stuff like that. That would be cool. That'd be super cool. Um, but yeah, so January 16th on that one. So let's see. We, You have tried to kind of give us some recipes, I would say, when we're like camping. What would you say is like the... Give me like two sick, easy recipes that people can be like, you know, novice, novice cookers obviously know how to work a grill and season some meat, but what would you say? Ah, man, that's a hard question. I know it's a it, loaded one. It, yeah. You know, I guess it, it depends on what, it, you know, everybody's set in what they want to cook, what they want to eat. Yeah. And obviously some people are more dialed. You know, I see some people with these crazy big skillets that they bring, you yeah. know, they got the extra power for it, you know, I mean, Dude, I keep it pretty simple. I got the little propane burner with that works. The little though. Coleman two burner propane yeah. thing, you know, <laughs> with, with a cast iron skillet. It's pretty much all I bring. Yeah, but I would say the last camping trip that I did, you know, just kept it pretty simple. Did a ribeye steak uh-huh. with some asparagus and uh, literally wrapped potatoes in foil and threw it in the campfire and uh-huh. did my best attempt at a baked potato. Did it work? Yeah, the potato was a little hard. That's I feel like that'd be the hardest thing is I, it, trying to gauge it. It just the, takes a lot of time, and, yeah. and I think I misjudged the timing on that. What'd you season it with? You just threw it in there? Uh, rubbed it in salt and pepper, and uh-huh. you, you got to poke little holes in it. In the foil? No, in the actual potato. Okay. So you just take a fork and... And um, that allows the heat and everything to penetrate the potato and soften it all up that's a you just season it with olive oil salt and pepper wrap yeah. it up that way you get some sort of flavoring in there that's a vibe okay and definitely then, something i will try again and do you put any like um oil when you d- douse it in the salt and pepper like the potato itself yeah rub it in olive oil mm-hmm. and um that was one of our meals that we did on this last one and then um did like a shrimp pasta Pasta's easy to make out Pasta's there. Pasta's easy, yeah. yeah. I did like, um, <clears throat> you know, some shrimp and a can of Rotel. What's wrong? Uh, <laughs> no one's at, what? Yeah, see? Are you serious? Yeah. I was sleeping on it, dude. <laughs> dude, I'm telling you, because you live on the freaking tug for five weeks, you cook for yourself. Oh, dude, Rotel is something that I've came across not too long ago. Uh-huh. And, oh, it, it goes good with anything, man. Is it a sauce? No, it's like a little canned, um, it's... um tomatoes and green chilies in a can in a can oh and you just pop that thing open pop that thing in you, you know like yeah. for the shrimp i sauteed the shrimp garlic butter you yeah know, salt pepper and then you put the rotel in there and there's a little bit of tomato juice in there with the green chilies uh-huh let that simmer down a little bit and then you hit it with a little you know like we bring half and half for our coffee you hit it with a little bit of that and boom there you have like a simple shrimp uh cream cream sauce kind of deal same so okay so it was rotel some cream just a little bit, yeah. A little, a little bit, bit of cream, half and, half and and the shrimp, and that's to, that's to get the shrimp all cooked up nice. Yeah. Okay. Now makes a sauce for the pasta. Is this true? I feel like every time I cook pasta, the fucking worst part about it is the cleanup is kind of a pain at camp, right? 
For pasta? Yeah, no. Like when you have like all the we sauces just and the stuff. water out. What about like the sauces and stuff? It gets stuck. Yeah, so we we portioned it out pretty good, you know, prepped, you know, didn't bring a big old bag of shrimp, just yeah. brought what we needed. That's and a that's a that is a good point right there. Yeah, cuz you know, like I don't have one of those nice freezers or the anything. Dometics and all that yeah, shit. Yeah, <laughs> like oh man, that's a little out of my league. It's right like there. a G, dude. <laughs> but also I I find it you know, part of the experience is keeping it kind of rudimentary, you know, like yeah. getting ice, you know, keeping your ice, you know, cold, you know, <laughs> God for these coolers nowadays. But yeah, I find that kind of in it, you know, fun aspect of it all. I agree. I think part of the whole fun about camping is like when you're prepped, like putting everything in your truck before the night before and yeah. you wake up in the morning and grab ice and dump it in there. And it's like, it feels like you're going to go camping when you do that. Exactly. Yeah. It's like, I mean, whole, don't get me wrong. I'd love to have one of those badass freezers and those are bad (laughs) on like a slide it comes out all bouge and stuff you know one day like i said you know still building out my rig okay so we got pasta what is it called rotel 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 canned rotel with some shrimp portion out your stuff before you bring it out there too that's huge you know you don't want shrimp sitting in your unless you have a freezer you know which some some people do people a lot of a lot of people when we go camping like to buy groceries on the way out and i'm not a big fan i like to pack my stuff prior like meal prep meal prep everything even cut like i I don't like for that shit no i don't know you but then you have to bring a big ass bag of shrimp no like well i guess i did have time to just put a little (laughs) couple scrimps in a bag yeah yeah, you're right yeah (laughs) yeah and i'm not there is some pre-thought that has to go into it for sure yeah i think that's that's the best part because then the worst part too is bringing a bunch of shit back home anyways i hate that yeah you don't want to definitely try not to bring anything back no just stinks up the cooler okay but i picked up on one year podcast recently you know like raid your fridge yeah grab grab your condiments grab anything you got you know and 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 try to make something happen with what you got on hand. For sure. Makes your life a lot easier. Makes the freaking bank account a lot happier, you know? Yeah, yeah. But uh, definitely learn that one of yours. And that's what we did, you know? Like, yep. Okay, we got X, X, X. We need Y. Yeah. Y, Z. Yeah, exactly. Instead of going and buying a fresh-ass mustard and all this yeah. stuff. Like, literally just bring it from the house. No one's going to use it when you're going Next thing you know, you got three mustards in your fridge. <laughs> Straight up, huh? Yeah, that's some that's some good one. I like the baked potato idea. That one's probably easy too, huh? Yeah. You just like br- I said, like it, it, ours came out a little, a little stiff still. Yeah, just more time, you know. Yeah. But like, dude, trial and error, man. Everything's trial and error. Straight up. Okay. When you're chefing it up, man, it's trial and error. That's what's up, dude. That's literally the fun part about it is just making stuff up as you go when you're cooking. Um, okay, so that's a good one. I like the shrimp pasta, baked potato. That's more on the fancy side, too. I yeah, but, like. I mean, dude, if you I mean, can. I'll be honest, the go-to is just brats and a freaking pre-made <laughs> salad. Bratwurst or bomb, you can't go wrong Oh, with you that. cannot go wrong, dude. So you're on a cast iron? Yeah, just packed a little lodge cast iron, man. You're a big fan of the cast iron. Most dude, people are, though. Big fan. I think they go hand-in-hand with camping and cooking and all that. You know, yeah. it's easy maintenance. You know, you don't... Um, the cleanup super easy, you know. You don't need soap for it. Soap's yeah. actually bad for a cast iron. So you just put a little bit of water, and if you got something abrasive, you know, give it a quick scrub yep. and put it back on the fire to dry it up, and then boom, you, that's it. That's it. Ready for the morning. That's a that's a good that's a good point. A lot of people bring out those uh, like the fancy non sticks and stuff like that. That works it's easy for get, cleanup. Yeah, but they're also pretty bulky. Like, I mean, a cast iron is bulky. It's heavy. It is heavy. But you know, I leave it in. I got this little camp box and it, it stays in there it doesn't leave and i mean you could do a- 
almost everything in a cast iron. Dude, that's one thing I, I've been meaning to ask you is when are you going to get like a better storage? Like, because I feel like the the one you have, which most people start with is just like, you know, like the Costco yellow bins. Yeah. But wouldn't, I feel like it'd make life a little bit easier if you got like a nicer storage apparatus, either for the rack or in the truck, no? Yeah. Um, definitely something I've given thought to. Um, would like some, you know, got the roof rack, obviously, to put, move some storage up top. Yep. And um, that would definitely be probably my next move is storing some of that stuff on top. Yep. But, you know, I, I built out my bed, you know, it's kind of elevated off of the the bed of the truck yeah and i measured it to the dimensions of those bins depot bins yeah so i can slide three back on one side yep and i still have side you know room on the other side for you know let's say my surfboards or anything like that yeah i definitely feel like that's everyone's go-to are those yellow yellow lid bins it's easy it's cheap you know it's cheap you can get them right away yeah and like i built the truck like i said i built the truck bed out around that but um when you go fancy style like you know, everyone make. I feel like so many brands. Rome makes them. Front Runner, um, Pelican. Yeah. I mean, you're looking at like hundreds of dollars on just like one bin. Yeah. It gets expensive. It does. So that that that's another point too. I mean, like, I'm not you know, opposed. You know, like, but you're sick. Maybe. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> but like for for me, like <laughs> I have, you know, the idea. You know, I think the next big trip I'm gonna do with my truck is hopefully down to Scorpion Bay. We've been talking about that. So, you know, I, I'd like to leave the top of the truck open for, you know, my surfboards, you know, like, and like when we went out on Bay of LA, we did the fishing rods on top. Yep. And that just allowed me to do the bed for storage, you yep. know, because I can't, you know, a nine foot fishing pole does not fit in the, in the bed camper. of my truck. Yeah. No. So that's, you know, like, what is kind you, of a balance, you know, like, what did you, how did you put the rods up there? We had like these big, uh, like PVC pipes, huh? No, they they make them for rods. My buddy uh, Daniel Boyd had the rod holders, and we just strapped them to the front runner roof rack, and, and it held up fine. Oh, absolutely, that's what's up. That's perfect. Yeah. Okay, I want to get. And back we in. put all our tackle and gear in the back of my truck. And you know, you know what would be cool though too. I'm mean, like, let's just say you go to Scorpion Bay and you have everything again. Is like a catch and cook. That would be tight. Because then it's like the full, it's like a full circle thing where you like you go down there, you surf, you yeah. fish for some bass. That'd be more like a surf trip. Yeah. From what I've learned going down to Baja, and I'm by no means experienced down there at all. <laughs> but you kind of want to stick to one or the other, you know. You can't do the full nine? You could, but yeah. it's a lot of gear and you got to dedicate a lot of time. You know? Yeah. But you can do it off the rocks too, right? Didn't you catch oh, yeah. something off the rocks or was that that other guy? Yeah, one of our buddies... Uh, IG fish jaw, fish jaw. He caught a, a little leopard grouper off the rocks there yeah. in Cantine. That Dude, was sick. Why are the fish so much bigger in Mexico? Are they just healthier food down there? And people, it's just a, it's a ecosystem. Just I, I don't really know how to describe it, but right? it's just beauty in its own sense. And I mean, you got to see a Cortez in the Pacific side, you know. And yeah, I feel like if you catch a bass here versus you catch a bass in bass in Mexico. It's like no comparison. They're huge. Yeah. They're they're like way bigger. Just I think just the temperature of the water, the, yeah. the overall environment is just better for the fish down there. Totally. Yeah. I would uh I don't think I've ever done like a fish I've done fishing and like Cabo and stuff like that, but I've never done like a strike mission down there and just like fish off the rocks and stuff like that Ponga style. You know, I never really done it till I went San Quentin was like my first fishing trip. Going on a fishing trip like that 
is definitely something in its own nature. Yeah. You know, you're up early yeah. and like, you know, you, you're in Mexico, you know, we stayed at this really nice hotel, but it's like, oh, you know, thank God I brought coffee, you know, like, <laughs> you're on a ponga for 12 hours. And, Gnarly on your back for sure. Yeah, it's all right, you know, but you know, I, I was a big fan of it. Yeah. That's yeah. why I went back down and did another one down to Bay of LA and yeah, but it, it is a different kind of a trip, you know, yeah. it's, it's no R&R trip, but they get up at like four in the morning, it's still dark outside. You load the pongas up with your coolers. Usually they bring food for you most times. No, this one is super raw. Yeah, it's pretty. I mean, in Bay of LA, it was super tight. Uh, the guys we were out with, uh, shout out my man, Plastico and uh, <laughs> Ivan. Those are fishermen? Yeah, they're the or Pongeros the... that took us out. <laughs> Pongeros. So if you go, you know, we whacked the yellowtail the first day and they take us to this little beautiful little cove uh -huh. and um they'll take a yellowtail and they'll sashimi it up for you they, the they, they bring the stuff for that yeah. Yeah, yeah and next thing you know you just got this beautiful spread of just this you know fresh yellowtail sashimi so sick you grab that up that is that, that's like the beauty of going to mexico too yeah that's, that's like, most of one of those guys ever brought out for us but. yeah that's awesome yeah right, I, I think next time you go down there it'd be cool drive down there camp like you were saying I'm pretty sure isn't like Scorpion Bay and stuff like almost freaking paved all the way down there. Yeah. It's a pretty easy drive, right? Yeah. I mean, obviously, you know, take caution, but. Yeah. That's why you get like recovery gear and stuff like you have. Yeah. If anything goes bad, mocos. You have the max tracks and you have some, some rope and straps and shit and you're good to go. I just always think about, you know. What? I see the locals down there mobbing in their cars that they have. Mobbing those like, things. You know what? If he can get from point A to point, point B, so can we. So can we. Yeah, exactly. That's a very good point. But like I said, I'm not very too familiar down there. <laughs> you don't want to get... Wanna blow a ball, yeah, I was going to say. You don't want to fucking blow a tire out, no. get stuck down there. That would, be, that would suck. Yeah, for sure. Um, okay, let's see. I like... So we're going to go back to the cooking. I like the potato. Got to, you know, well, baked potato. What's your go-to? You got all the Gucci Let's gadgets see. and everything for cooking. Yeah. I have, to, I have to think about this one. I feel like my go-to usually is tacos. I love... Camp tacos are my favorite thing. Claro que sí. Claro que sí. You can cook on like... And you can just bring the meat pre-seasoned or pre-cooked. It doesn't matter. And warm it up. And as long as you have good... Like some tortillas, good salsa, it's a guaranteed good meal down there. Done deal. For simple. sure. Super simple. Well, you taught me the best carne asada marinade there is yeah what was it i think it's just salt and uh orange juice right <laughs> yeah yep. fresh squeezed uh oranges I on watched, top i watched this funny little edit the other day on you know instagram or some shit some tiktok <laughs> maybe i don't have a tiktok <laughs> but you don't know, lie tiktok's on instagram you know what's the difference <laughs> <laughs> but it was these it was these um Hispanic dads reacting to this one, you know, gringo looking dude cooking up carne asada. Uh -huh. This guy was going crazy, man, <laughs> like all sorts of stuff. And these guys were like, man, it's too much, you know? <laughs> yeah. like, and I just kept thinking back. I was like, bro, orange juice and salt and pepper is uh, yeah. all you need. That's all dude. you need, dude. We got to let that shit soak. For sure, yeah. That's well, another... How long would you let it soak for? Ah, uh, dude, you can probably let it soak for like an hour or two before, maybe just an hour. Just as I long like as- a little too much kind of over tenderizes the meat sometimes yeah i mean if if you wanted to you can bring like a like a zip like a like a a ziploc but with the ones that like with the slide thing on yeah, top yeah, yeah, yeah. and just throw everything in there and let it soak overnight let or it whatever ride, and just drink let a couple it beers and then boom and you should be good 
Yeah, but dude, that's always like such a good, easy meal at camp. Also, I I enjoy. Like if if we go camping, I lo- I know a lot of people like to just cook their own meals, but it's kind of fun when you just like cook and everyone like you know contributes and it's like one big meal at the end of the day. Yeah, it brings that whole aspect of sitting around the campfire alive. You yeah, know, like, just chilling. What you got? What you got? Everyone's yeah. sharing their stuff. That one's fun. Um, yeah, you know which one I don't like doing at camp or eggs, like eggs. scrambled egg. That's such a fucking mess. Low key. It is, dude. Yeah, yeah. I, I agree. <laughs> and everyone thinks it's like, oh, we'll wake up and do like a scramble or something. It's like, dude, they're literally the messiest thing to cook when you're camping. Yeah, I have not had very good luck doing eggs in the morning. Like, yeah, just like, I don't know if it's too much tequila the night before. Or what, <laughs> <but> Swerving. <laughs> just like, I, I, you know, we get this, those Kodiak cakes. The um, pancake mix? Uh, like, they make an oatmeal one, uh-huh. and, you know, just in the little thing, and you just heat up some water pour it in there and like that's kind of more of the vibe you know with some coffee yeah we got a french press you know pour up some fresh coffee put a little baileys in there sometimes yeah this full (laughs) man we're camping we're camping we're living the life yeah you got five weeks off you ain't got shit to do that's right (laughs) yeah vacation time straight up a lot of people actually use that the kodiak stuff i've i have our buddies um two of them actually have been like shooting content for them and yeah, I've never easy, even, I don't think I've ever had a Kodiak cake, but everyone claims it's like the bomb. Like yeah. pancakes and oatmeal and all that shit. Yeah, they'd make a good pancake mix too. See, that's one thing I never had any ambition to do either was cook like pancakes at the Kingston fucking too. loves his morning pancakes. Really? He, he makes w- them pretty quick though. It yeah. seems like they're an easy thing to make. They are. Yeah. I mean, eggs are supposed to be easy too, but like you said, just something about it. It's a mess. Yeah. Yeah. But I, I'm a big fan of eggs. Like there's some mornings I can't go without those. As long as I have my morning little... coffee, though, dude, I feel like I'm chilling at camp. Yeah. You know? As long as I wake up and I have, like... a morning beer? Yeah, breakfast beers are definitely a vibe huh. out there. <laughs> you go, huh? <laughs> Sometimes better than coffee. <laughs> exactly. No, that's a that's a thing. Oh, you want this one? <laughs> breakfast beers. <laughs> that's good, dude. Yeah, breakfast beers are a vibe. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it's, like, also just... The fun part about camping, especially when you don't have to bring a bunch of work out there... It's just enjoying it, you know? Would you say you bring your work with you a lot when you're camping? Yeah, most times because you have shit to shoot. Yeah. So, like, I definitely set myself a little bit of time when we're out there to, like, shoot whatever we have to shoot. And, you know, whoever is out there usually is shooting some type of video or whatever. So, it's it's kind of like a collective. Everyone's doing their thing. But by the end of the day or early morning, everyone's just on chill mode for a little bit. Yeah. Because when you went to Mexico, it's like a work trip sometimes, too, for other people, you know? So it just depends. Like for you, it's mainly probably just relaxing. But, yeah, I but, just gotta show up and blow up. <laughs> show up and blow up. Is that that's it? Right. Damn. Yeah. That's but a, I, I could see. You know, like I think you know you got into this thing because camping was like a you know an escape. You know, and for sure. Now that you would say you have to work while you're out there, would you say that's taken away from that aspect? Or depends on because for me, like I, I cannot relate at all. For me, you know, I'm going camping, yeah. going overland, whatever you want to call it. That's a pure escape, you know? It's vacation. I think it's a mix. I would say for me, it's definitely a mix because I, it's still an escape. And it's like the fun part we were just talking about. Like, you know, you pack your cooler, you know, you're going to go out there with hey, a you couple. You can drink on the job when you're out there. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I mean, even in here, if you got to be careful. Though. <laughs> no, but out, out there, it's for sure an escape. But it's, it is nice to feel back and like also feel semi accomplished too. For sure. So then, well, we, there's that saying, you know, if, if you like what you do, 
it's never a day of work in your life or some shit like that, that. was i think you did it almost that kind almost, of butchered it maybe, maybe <laughs> that but no that's definitely a vibe get out there and it's like a fun escape but i just i tend naturally to bring shit out there and work a little bit you know that's just well, kind of how it goes yeah and that's the other thing too is just part of the brand that we do okay so everyone likes to get fancy when they're with uh with like their coffees coffee yeah right but i'm a folgers guy you know what folgers is banger dude folgers slaps we always dude the tugs were constantly stocked with that man it's just I the mean, basic just palette folds of just folgers yeah it tastes bon- and you know what's funny you got you definitely have to do it right though and measure it and make it all that you know but yeah, yeah folgers is good but everyone like it's funny because when you go camping with like coffee snobs right like people that just like love their coffee and you bust out the folgers without them knowing they're always like Man, this is such good coffee. What is this? And you're like Folgers. They're yeah, like, I've no heard way. that from a lot of people who yeah. will brew Folgers for people, and people have the same reaction. You like, just this said, "This is great coffee." It's yeah. like it's fucking Folgers. Yeah, hey, guess what it is? <laughs> Folgers ain't no Starbucks, motherfucker. <laughs> okay, uh, so let's. I, I won't say complete outsider, but more or less someone getting into it with like car camping and uh just kind of building out the truck the most beneficial thing you were like all right if i were to just have endless amount of funds to just like do something sick with my truck for specifically that lifestyle what would you end up buying whether it's like a camper shell suspension lighting is there a package deal option i guess because that's another thing too if you want to just package it up i feel like i think tires is a big thing that's my number one thing every time people say what should i do first good tires I think tires, you know, and obviously rims as well, but, you know, I, I'm still rocking stock rims on mine. Yeah. But I think tires, you know, that's, you know, when I had the Dodge Dakota, I did a lot of snow in that thing. Uh-huh. Not once did I put on chains, and it was a two-wheel drive, little six-cylinder. I thought you said it was four-wheel drive. No, no, no. That was the Dodge Ram before. That was your dad's. That's what I was, yeah. that's what I was like, no way that thing was four-wheel drive. But you know what? I always had confidence in my tires, yeah. and now with the tire, you know, I got BFG the ko2 all terrain whatever you know uh-huh. shout out to my girlfriend <laughs> plug, plug. <laughs> um yeah so but the tires very confident in those you know and you know like i would say that would be a good start you know um it, it all depends on what you're doing though i mean for me yeah the way i have my truck now you know i've got you know the simple upgraded suspension you know i don't have no coil over or long travel nothing like that you know but yeah enough to handle just a little bit more you know like i said the reliable tires are a big thing and the lights for the night drive-in and yeah you know the shell i mean it, it all depends on what you know, for you, me i'm a pretty simple guy like i don't need a lot when i'm out camping you yep. know but and when i'm out camping with my girlfriend you know like she's pretty simple as well but obviously comforts to the campsite you know i think the shell meets all that yep i would be into a rooftop tent yep I would say that would probably be pretty comfortable and definitely a vibe. But like I said, you know, like I'd like to stay on the go, you know, and it's a, it is like they make camp, uh, the rooftop tents that are super easy to put away, like the clamshells, but it does it. The cool part about it, uh, I feel like the thing that when I put a rooftop tent on the truck with the shell, it was nice that nothing really left the shell when you were sleeping. Yeah. But I think if I were to ever get another tent, I would definitely want to do a clamshell because, dude, strike missions and you got to Is that those ones that like kind of pop open? Yep. Yeah. And so it, so how does that work? You It pops open and you just put in a floorboard or? Nah, those, 
like let's say let's say it goes on top of the camper shell it's essentially just like a big old rectangle yeah like a thin rectangle bust the latches and and it has like the mattress built into it some of them are like a little bit uh taller so you can leave some blankets but most of the time it's literally just the mattress and like your canvas that folds into it but that makes it i could see that that'd be a vibe too for sure but i i like that the the tires are so big too because you had Nittos, I think, on your Dakota, right? I did. They not wore out pretty quick, but... not Yeah, the Nittos never never held up for me. I had two sets of Nittos on the original F-150, and it was just always something with those things. I liked them, though. Like, yeah. like I said, you know, like I did a lot of snow driving in them and yep. didn't have to put on chains. And yeah, I, w- I was sold strictly on that <laughs> aspect of them. No, you put on chains. Remember that time I went to Big Bear? Oh, that's right. And Bodie didn't get out of the car for once. He, it was, was that him or you? No, I got out. Damn, I always crazy. get out and Remember out, I dude. broke my key because it was so cold and it just like, to open up my shell, it just <laughs> snapped off. Snapped your we put key. all the gear in the, in Inside, the cab. Oh, it was soaking wet. wet everywhere. We were cold. And then, dude, I just remember vividly we go to get down the mountain yeah. and you had to put chains on because it was pretty bad. Like it was snow and you're like, fuck, I got to do this. And I was like, oh, I'll get out and help. Fucking <laughs> boaters in that the back. That was the one time I did it. Yeah, I do remember that. <laughs> oh, we went with. But dude, Big Bear is a, is like one of the more sketchier roads when it's snowing and icing and all that. Yeah, there's a bunch of like switchbacks up the way up, right? Yeah, and we down. were going downhill too. Yeah, that's funny. Yeah, that I still actually gotta send it. Still got to send it. Most times you you need snow chains. I would say like just it's always as a good backup to have in the truck for sure. Yeah, and I, I would mean say, there's some places they won't let you through unless you have a four by four or you have chains. Yeah. And then there's like a gang of homies that will sell them, put them on for you, you know, for a couple bucks. Really? Oh yeah, dude. Oh, okay. Up in like Tahoe area. Yeah. Yeah, oh, yeah you've been to Tahoe a bunch of times. A bunch of times, yeah. Snowboarding up there. Yeah, it's funny. Tires are a good one. I, the, the funny part about the camper shells is there's so many brands that are doing it now, and I just I feel like every year there's another shell company doing that like rooftop tent, crazy camping apparatus, which is rad. I mean, but they're you're, fucking you're more expensive in with it than I am. But see, you have the what do you call that? The elevated or the extra headroom? Yeah, like it kicks up by Lear, right? Yep. So and my I, truck came with a snug top. Yep. But, Owned by the same company. Oh, okay. But you wouldn't you realize or wouldn't you like now that you've slept in that the back of your shell with the straight back camper shell? Yeah. That little elevation would probably come in clutch, wouldn't it? Oh yeah, we're definitely restricted on our headroom. Yep. Which would be nice to have a little bit more breathing room back there. Yeah, just because the way I built it to fit those boxes, you know, took away, and you know, it's like you guys are pretty much on the top of that thing. Huh? Yeah, it's not. It's not that bad. <laughs> when you, you, I, if you're claustrophobic, maybe it could be. <laughs> when you put the air mattress, dude, still enough to roll around in. You know? Shit, roll it. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's the only one we're gonna use this one because that's your favorite one. Oh man. So um, okay, when you remember back in the day, so remember I remember when I started messing with my truck i mean i've gone through so many renditions of like bad ideas and bad looks with my truck remember the fucking fiberglass fenders that i did on the truck the white fiberglass fenders with the general red short track tires that were not dot approved that was you put them on at my house and my dad was like bro these things aren't even approved for the street (laughs) that was so illegal (laughs) yeah i had the f-150 v8 at the time we threw fiberglass fenders all bedsides the bedsides were the worst idea because those were like meant for short is a short course truck fender well you had to put the 
the fenders on. Because that was the reason why I got them. Because remember, I bashed the bed of my truck. Wrapped it around telephone pole. Nah, not wrapped, but yeah, I fucked it up pretty bad. But yeah, we put the... That was bad. That was like the bad look. But I feel like when I got this truck and I put the camper and we started building it out, that was when it was like, oh, this is a, a way more functional... Yeah, definitely proper. An avenue like to use when we were, especially when we were growing up, you know, because we we'd always yeah, wanted had to a shell since day one, dude. And day one, that was a huge vibe. Shout out to my buddy Scott Souza. I don't know, I think he listens to this, but he was the one that got me into like the whole car camping, right? Camper shell life. OG Harbor Crew, right there. OG Harbor Crew, that was the vibe. Yeah, it's funny because like that still is like the best memories was just camping in the in like the camper shell. Oh, and dude, just it's like tires. you guys start a trend, man. I drive through the alley and I see all those guys have trucks that are just built out. You know, that's and what I'm saying. We sell easy there too. So. Yeah. But it's, it's, oh yeah, the truck at, at Harbor now, yeah, all of them yeah. want it. Yeah. yeah. They all got super <laughs> yeah. hard, <laughs> but it's, it's funny though, because that was still one of the best memories of just keeping like a simple truck. We did like exactly what we did to your truck, but that still was like one of the better memories. Getting into this industry has been fun, oh, but yeah. fuck dude. It's like, it never ends of what you can put on your truck. It only ends when you, t when you say, I'm going to stop and like, this is fine for me, you know? It's kind of where I'm at, you know? Like yeah. You're pushing me to get rims and all that, but it's You like, should get rims. I don't yeah, know why you I should. It would make your truck just like that. It's like almost like the cherry on top with rims. But you, you just cater to what you want to do, you know? For like, sure. I got... I, there's no no way I'm going to go 60 miles an hour down a freaking dirt road, you know? Like, I'll keep it at 30 or 40, you yep. know? And I think what I have, a, you know, is built for that. And yeah. I think if you just keep that in mind, then you will find the point in time to call it a stop and say, I'm good. Yeah. Well, you're always like, man, it would be cooler if I could do this. Or I saw that guy with this. And so you're like, I'm going to research and put all this shit on it, you know? Yeah. But yeah, it's definitely in interesting once you get into like another realm of like truck camping and what everyone's calling overlanding now. Yeah. There's fucking no limit to what you can do to your trucks. Sky's the limit, man. The limit is your credit card limit. That's the limit. Dude. That's true. <laughs> Big facts, yeah. right, dude? Um, bank, okay. Bank account calls a stop on all that. That's stuff. That's what I'm saying. So what but do we hey, got? You know, there's you just work at it, you know, yeah. and chip away at it, and next thing you know, like you'd be surprised. I like I like V from Squirrel Concepts mentality because he's all about like the old pickups, which is a vibe in itself. Absolutely. But he, uh, him and I connected on like how we, I'm always pushing like the whole simplicity aspect and he's, he's big on just building out the back of your truck and camping on out of it, you know? Well, dude, and that's the sole concept behind my truck is search for simplicity, you know? Yeah. It's, it's simple. It's simple and you get to the places you want to be simple. Yes. You know, and it's yeah. like, doesn't break the bank account, you know, but we'll still, you know, hopefully get me out of a rut if I ever get stuck in, stuck in one, you know? And I know. That's why the recovery gear was so damn important. Yeah. Have you ever you been know. stuck before? Like no, bad, like bad, bad stuck? The worst situation I've ever been in was blowing a flat in my buddy and I know his truck in the snow. snow. And that was like the only time I've ever been like, oh. How'd you guys make it out of there? Oh, we just busted pit crew style and changed out the flat oh you did change out, out the, the flat? tire put on a spare on yeah yeah you have a spare on your truck right yeah he has it underneath the bed no, My, mine's truck. underneath the, the chassis yeah but it's the stock spare huh stock spare i think the guy i think it's got actually a bfg all terrain on it okay 
Yeah. Well, that's clutch. Size down from the size I got, though. See, that... I, I was I, cheap and only got forwarding at five. Did uh, Nainoa, when you put the spare on, was it the right size, too, or was it, like, the smaller one? No, he had, like, the stock spare, you know, like... And he still manged it out. I've always been curious about that, if you keep... He's the, got four-wheel drive Tacoma. So he just... Newer one. Yeah. Yeah. And we made it out. Did you? What was crazy was we... We saw the rock that we hit in the snow uh-huh. because, you know, off-roading in the snow, you like things are covered up with snow. <laughs> wow. <And> dude, <laughs> fancy that. Huh? <laughs> and we felt it when we hit it. It was like, whoa, you uh-huh. know, and he was mobbing, you know, like yeah. we we're having a good time. Uh-huh. But we went quite a distance before we kind of like felt something. We were like, hey, we're not moving anymore, you know, like. Uh-huh. And then one of our buddies looked out the window. He's like, yeah, you got a flat tire, dude. And it was a, it was a gash, right? Oh, it completely blew out the sidewall. Yeah, he just Gnarly. smoked it on the side of the sidewall. Damn. I've had a couple instances where like, I definitely thought I... Well, remember I blew my shock out nah, in Trona? And you still drove all the way back with that was, a blown out shock shred. Yeah, I didn't want to stay in fucking Trona overnight like with a broken truck. I could have. But then the thing is getting out. Like You had to re- get out regardless. Re- and I, I, I didn't want to pay for a tow truck to come all the way out to Trona, you yeah. know? But that's why would, like the recovery gear and spares and all that shit is so clutch to have, dude. Absolutely. It's, it's definitely a mind ease, too, you know? Like, yeah. knowing you have that stuff, you know? And, you know, thankful for my background at work, you know, I'd be able to jimmy some stuff up. And, yeah, low-key. I feel like yeah. anytime you and I get in, like, a rut... Get out. You always figure out like some weird way to get out. You have the two roads in front of you because your background really, really comes down to like ocean sports. Yeah. You're a fisherman. You surf. You grew up going to Catalina like every every summer you were in Catalina the whole time. You lifeguarded, blah, blah, blah. You work on tugs now. Yeah. Getting into this off-roading kind of car camping, you know, exploratory realm. Could you see your life splitting between the two or do you do you think you still stick to like aquatic and shit like that. I mean, I'll be honest. See, when you spend five weeks on a boat, you ain't looking to go on a boat again. <laughs> you have to. <laughs> then yeah. it's a good balance. Huh? Yeah. You know, and it's a good escape, you know, like, yeah. you know, I, I see plenty of sunrises and sunsets. Yep. You know, it's good to go to the mountains and see them out there, you know, because, yep. you know, a lot of people always want to see them on the water and whatnot. It's like, man, you know, like I see those every day, you know, but you got, you got so spoiled when you're in Hawaii, dude. Definitely spoiled out there. Yeah. You know, they have beautiful mountain ranges, too, out there. But For sure. There's definitely something to be said when you're high elevation or low elevation, you know, regardless. Yeah. And there's, a you know, it's colder, you know, like I like to experience the cold of what, you know, all that. And it's um, it's a different sense of natural beauty. For sure. That's you a know. really good way of putting it. You know, because I remember. Dirt and water, you know, like. They're different. Water, you know, in my opinion, you always stay kind of clean, but dirty, yep. you get dirty. But it's kind of nice to be dirty a little bit, you know? I kind of got some shit thrown my way when I went down to my girlfriend's family down for the, <laughs> for the, for the first one. Baja 400, you know? Uh-huh. I was like, damn, I wish I would have brought some pants or something, you know? Because <laughs> I, I pre-ran the whole 400 with them. Or maybe <laughs> you were it was in a chunk- 250. Were you wearing chunkless the whole time? No, I had my Vans on, uh-huh. you know? But I was like, damn, I wish I had some shorts. And like one dude was like... What, you don't like the dirt? And I was like, bro, not really, man. Like, <laughs> I love that photo you have where it's just you in that helmet. And oh, it's like yeah. a Tweco-ass helmet with oh, the cardboard. dirt all over my face, man. <laughs> well, you had the biggest He's smile got the on your miso face. soup spoon over the microphone, too. Did he? Yeah. I did not. To cover the mic. Yeah, huh? cover the wind and all that. That is awesome, dude. 
Yeah, that's but it's cool because I feel like um oh, I never was I never grew up doing ocean shit ever. Like I didn't grow up with my family going surfing, fishing a little bit, but it was always like, you know, going to Mexico and fishing. You did stuff with us, so you've been to Catalina. But more that's what than I'm any saying. Friends, yeah. I definitely got introduced to it through you, you know? I think What it, would you say that you know, like I definitely still stick to my dirt sports. Like I love for the, sure. I love dirt biking, I love car See, camping. I've never ridden a dirt bike, so Yeah. And the side by side could be fun. We always talked about getting you in the rhino. That's like the fun part is, you know, growing up and doing it. Same thing with you, you know, like you grew up doing these things, but when you become like our age where you can like buy your own shit and get it dialed in, like, yeah. dude, your lifestyle like kind of explodes into like your own passions. You got to keep an open mind about everything, too. Because, like I said, there's natural beauty in the dirt just yep. as there is in the water, you know? For sure. Yeah, the, the crazy part is I don't think we've ever been, like, actually camping together besides just I said getting... my truck's too ugly. <laughs> <laughs> I built it for a reason, players, so we can go out there. <laughs> Does it meet the easy standards? I would say it has a decal on it now. So that's all you needed. Yeah, that's uh, that'll be a good one. I definitely want to get out at some point. And then cook some food. Cook, like, honestly, that's the two biggest ones, like you said, the natural beauty of, like, waking up in the mountains, cooking, coffee, just chilling. I remember when I first got into it, it was always like everyone wanted to go hiking and shit. Like, I don't mind hiking, but I also I don't, don't mind just chilling by the camp and like just literally just chilling, you know? Embracing the quietness of being out in the middle of nowhere. And doing nothing. And that's a big thing, too, that I think a lot of people not don't think about, you know? Like, we both live in a metropolitan area, you know, not quite like some places in California, you know? Yeah. We live in a sleepy beach town, but still city life, you know? And For sure. PCH, you hear those rice rockets at four o'clock in the morning <laughs> so it's like yeah like if you want to wake up and just enjoy the absolute beauty of not you know any outside noise beside the fire cracking or yeah. your coffee getting hot you know i mean that big vibes in itself the the best time i would say you and i went on a boat trip together with our buddy was um that two harbors because it was kind of like a good blend between the two that was some og camp scene right there that's yeah. big because we took the 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 13 foot boat in yeah and just trekked it in the water with the stoves and everything over our head and set up camp that night yep. and that was like that was that was proper you know we camped up in a two harbors and put the put the little whaler on the float line that was sick dude had to swim everything ashore that and whatnot so had sick. to swim to the boat every morning yeah but you know it was tight we went and got a yellowtail that night and that guess was... who chefed it up you did no you did i didn't cook it yeah, did i cook you it did. You oh cooked, you i did, did cook it. and it turned out pretty good hell yeah yeah that's you know what i that's funny because now now that you mentioned um before we hopped on you were talking about when we camped in san clemente that night or san Onofre. i forgot where we camped that night remember yeah, we like got the trails campsite that type of camping almost reminds me of like avalon boat life where when you're at when you're in a slip like you don't wake up to your own sound you wake up to just like life around you you know yeah that's definitely not like a true camping experience down there for sure and i like i like the boating where you're a little bit more like isolated yeah and it's like especially when like i my favorite part is when we take the whaler out and it's just like nothing and we're just right. chilling in the water fishing Absol absolutely yeah that's fun but yeah, the definitely the reason why I've been doing it for a long time. Yeah. Dude, it's an escape. I think for both of us, I, I think we're both like ready for maybe me before you, but like starting a new build, seeing what other trucks are out there. You have an 07, I have a 2011, like they're 10 year old trucks, but there's also something to be said about having a paid off truck too, you know? Yeah. I'm not a fan of debt. Yeah. But, um, 
Um, um, <laughs> dude, my truck was an upgrade for me though. You know, like yes, it's an older truck, but it's dialed. I'm dude. I'm a used truck guy. You know, yeah. like if I'm gonna go romp this thing down dirt roads in Baja, you know, like I don't want to have to have the ID in the back of my mind. I just spent sixty grand on this truck. You know, and dude, like, for sure. One little bush is just gonna scratch the paint. You know, yeah. Like, it is. It's a. It's a weird. I mean, dude, my first time down there. Where. In, in Baja. You mockered your truck, dude. <laughs> I clipped this little cement pillar, dude. It cost me 500 bucks to get it redone, you know? At like, first, I remember you text me and you're like, dude, I think like it's pretty messed up, but you sent me a picture and I was like, damn. I mean, it was, I just didn't want it to rust or anything, you yeah. know? Like, we live by the beach. And Everything was, rusts. It wasn't dude. bad and, you know, the body work was pretty minor, but yeah, I clipped this little cement piling trying to reverse out of this sketchy little, like... It was like super muddy on one side and it was like already narrow and this truck just has bad visibility through the shell and everything backing up. Yeah. And um yeah, man, clipped this little thing and you know, it was like I got the truck for that reason. Yeah. So I didn't have to worry about it. A little know? more of like a DGAF mentality. Kinda, yeah. It's like, damn, if I had a brand new Chevy or Ram and I did that, I'd be pissed. I'd be so pissed. Bummed too, you know. I know. But, we were kind of we just brush it off and you got to have the heart for it. Like a lot of homies that roll and like in our little circle of people have like fresh trucks and they, you know, they build them out instantly when they get them. So they buy the truck and they go almost like next day and just throw even yeah. more into it. But they use the shit out of them. So I feel like as long as you're okay with knowing you're going to pinstripe the shit out of it, probably bend the muffler and the bumper at some point, it's like as long as you're mentally prepared for it but that shit would for sure be like such a bummer if like i take it and it's just boom pinstriped bumper on this, a that. fresh truck too because then it's never gonna be the same from that point on no. you know i mean i mean show some character i guess there's something to be said about that too huh yeah i guess shit what are we doing for the rest of the week you are you you're leaving to palm springs tomorrow huh yeah we're just gonna go to palm springs Play some golf, maybe do a hike or two. <laughs> you don't hike, don't lie, dude. What, dude? You ever been to uh, San Jacinto? I, I've summited San Jacinto. Have you? Yeah. Oh, because you did Mount Whitney, huh? We did all the peaks down in SoCal before we did Mount Whitney, yeah. Which one was the hardest? Um. Well, obviously, Whitney was the hardest. Was it? Yeah. And so when we went up and camped in Mammoth, we stayed a night at Lone Pine. Such a sick campsite and up we there. Did, we did just a portal hike up to Lone Pine Lake. No, you didn't. That's uh, isn't that the Whitney Portal campsite? Yeah, Whitney Portal. I'm yeah. sorry. Yeah, I, I've always wanted to camp there, but every time I go is usually this time, and it's always closed up there. And you went during the summer. Yeah, got a campsite and did the hike. I believe it's Lone Pine Lake. I'm pretty sure it is. Yeah. Oh, dude, do not remember it being that difficult. How oh, did I think it was straight elevation? Dude, I think it's like um. <laughs> I'm not even going to say the numbers because I'm going to mess it up. But, but it's, it kind of kicks your ass. It's a serious elevation game. Yeah. yeah. It kicked our ass for sure. I did. I well, did. We made it though. And it was, it was a nice little hike. Yeah. But um, it yeah, definitely kicked your ass. Definitely. Yeah. Yeah. The, so it's funny because I looked back on it. Like even have a supai. We only did that. Like whatever. You did have. No, you didn't. Do you have a supai? I did it via the Grand Canyon. On the raft, huh? Yeah. We tied up and hiked in that way. I remember that. Minor, that was though. sick though. Beautiful area. Good trip. Huh, oh, for I'd you. love to go back. Magical place. <laughs> magical magical but dude i did that have a supai hike which is a decent backpack in how many miles is that dude i think it was like 30 miles it was like Damn. a decent hike you did that one day no 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 oh. it's like i think it's like half half is like 15 then another 15 out so 30 miles round trip oh okay yeah it's doable but i'm thinking about me doing it now i'm like dude i would i feel like i would 
almost have a heart attack just because I feel like I haven't done that much cardio and I've been drinking too many beers, huh? <laughs> doing too many podcasts, you know. Oh. <laughs> but nah, yeah. dude, you'd be surprised, man. I mean, you just go at a slower pace. And yeah, for sure. Just do it. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, talking about the mountains down here, I, I don't, I can't really say one stood out more than the other hiking wise, you know? Yeah. Obviously, Whitney is the cream of the crop in Southern California. Definitely. I think the continent of the United States. It is. I think it's Alaska. the biggest one, right? Yeah. In California, at least. I think Mount McKenzie or something like that in Alaska is taller, but yeah. you continental been, means. You haven't been to Alaska yet, huh? Yeah, I did a cruise a couple of years, you know, way back in the day, actually. Oh, one of those cruise ships? Yeah. You got to do like an Alaska trip, though, dude. Yeah, I got offered to work up there, but I don't know, man. It's kind of gnarly up there. There's a, yeah. I had a buddy. I met a cold, what? shitty weather. Like <laughs> It's a whole different world up there. The fact that they have like 24 hours of light or 24 hours of dark at a certain right, part of the year right. is crazy, dude. Yeah. I have a buddy of mine. I met him at Harbor when I worked back there. And I saw him recently, too. And uh, he got offered this job to go live on a reservation. They're also native, native Alaskans. I don't know what they'd necessarily go by up there. But he says it's gnarly. Like they have like, so he lives within it and it's very, it's, it's a tribe. So you yeah. can't just, they don't allow insiders or outsiders into their, their, their home base. And he's like the only nurse or like certified oh, gotcha. healthcare taker for them. But he was showing me like photos and stuff when I saw him recently, and they have like polar bear sightings on the regular. They're always oh, yeah. packing. They hunt raw horses and stuff. They they yeah. hunt to live out there, which is crazy. But then also like they only get around by snowmobiles. Yeah, big big thing up there. And it, the lake freezes, so he's like, well, one time he had an emergency and he had to go back into town to where they have the little like you know, the freaking little planes that land. And he had to take his snowmobile by himself, and it's dark because it's like 24 hours of darkness just across a frozen lake bed. And he's showing me pictures, and I'm like, it's a whole different world up there. Oh, yeah, dude. It doesn't even sound like it's seen that. They call it the last frontier. Crazy, huh? It would be super cool, you know, to experience all that. And I would like to go back. Well, you did a fishing trip up there not too That's long ago. That's what I'm saying, right? yeah. Oh, yeah. It was, it was insane. Yeah. It's like, and the fi- everything's on steroids up there. Oh, yeah. Well, that's like how Baja is too. Everything's on steroids down there. Yeah. For sure. We're it's like you got the northernmost and then the southernmost on the west coast of yeah. North America, you know, and we're like, like on either side are steroids and then we're just stuck in, <laughs> in the metro Dick City, dude. <laughs> Limp Dick City. <laughs> What's up, Mitchell? You got some plugs for us? What what's plug plug your shit? Bro, BFG is the only one I got, that's dude. It, that's I'm trying to get you on it, dude. But you're scared. Scared, dude. I got that. What I get recently, um, the Toyos. Nah, What's, man, I'm not. I'm not as connected as you are. But. You should. You should follow Diesel Marine Cuisine though on Instagram. Get some. If you're good, feeling dangerous. If you're feeling dangerous, that's his plug. All right, homie. On the next one, yeah. Yeah. Thanks for having me on. Jeez. Shout out to all the listeners. <laughs> yeah, Hopefully exactly. Keep you guys entertained. <laughs> Load the truck and hit the road. Is our home